0: Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here. Thank you for joining me another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have the one, the only, the so famous, me, Chetty. What's up? Hi, everyone. (laughs)
1: Good to see you. Good to see you. (laughs) Good to be in this beautiful car on this beautiful day. Yeah, we're gonna go have some fun. Yep, try not to run anybody over, right?
0: Try not to do. Um, Hey, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, maybe don't know kind of who you are or kind of what your background is. I always Mm -hmm. think it's fun to start off these podcasts with a little origin story, because I'm always super fascinated to find out how people get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry.
1: Great, well, I think my journey would start talking about digital when it came to be in the mid to late 90s. I was always a marketing advertising person, and I was working at Viacom. We had cool brands, MTV, Nickelodeon, and um, our division had said, you know, we're really not, we're not gonna head into the internet. Especially, uh, to be exact, they said, pay no attention to the internet. And I thought, I was a young person. It's like, like I I really wanted to, you know, get into marketing in the internet and so um i joined a company called classified ventures and mm-hmm. i was working on their real estate properties and um, my mentor in life mitch gallup asked me to come over and work at cars.com they had just launched yeah. and so um you and i had talked before not many of us really set out to be an automotive but the uh um, we do or it picks us right yes. he asked me to come over and you know I started their national uh, sales division and learned a lot from Mitch. We all learned a lot together and started putting on conferences with J.D. Power and and growing it, and I started to um, get to be known a little bit in the industry, and then I was asked by Google after five years at Cars, asked by Google to head up their first automotive team. So that was at a time when dealers and the automakers weren't buying into search. They didn't think people searched for a car online. They thought, you know, somebody might search for a vacation, (laughs) but they're not going to search for a new car on on Google. And there had been, you know, Yahoo and others that tried search for automotive, and it just didn't work well. Mm -hmm. So came into Google, and I was there for eight and a half years working on automotive, and then their consumer packaged goods team. After that, I had some unfinished business I think and things <laughs> I wanted to do. So I was one of the original members of the Lot Links team so nice. really helped innovate there and worked there for a number of years and now, all these years later, I'm at Friend Friendemic and they're a little over a year and a half working on the reputation side and certainly, you know, helping dealers with their Google My Business strategies and you know ah, a, a lot going
0: around going on around that, right?
1: There now. sure is. So um, yeah, and a lot well, of value.
0: Cool. Well, I know we've got a few yes, subjects so. we want to, talk, we want to yeah. touch on today. Google My Business is going to be kind of like one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, you know, the first one I want to talk about, because it's, it's really kind of a specialty of your company right now, okay. is just kind of reputation trends. Yes. And, you know, it's like, as an industry, i got to be honest with you, like reputation management and, like, reputation, unfortunately for a lot of us in the industry, is something that our OEM forces us to do. Right. And it's just like, I got to, like, I mean, I do think it's a little crazy that as, like, an OEM will come back and say, we mandate you to maintain a four point blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, But that is just the crap that as dealers we just have to deal with sometimes. Uh, But there are ways to make it easier. There are ways to communicate and you guys got some really cool tech that supports that process. But when you think of just kind of overall reputation trends, Mm -hmm. what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd say first and foremost for me, what I love about reputation, it's a direct response with the consumer. The consumer is giving you raw feedback not in a form of, what did you think of X, Y, and Z? And if you had a scale of, you know, one to 10 on service versus cleanliness, there aren't all those pre-filled out um, questions for the consumer. So the consumer is coming at it from their point of view, their experience. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've really been passionate about how do we help dealers and OEMs get closer to what the consumer feels and thinks and believes. Yeah. Uh, When it comes to trends right now, it's uh, really fascinating to us when we look at historicals. Dealers are, in large, getting better reviews than they've ever received in the history of reputation management. Sure. So we did a, 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 a blog on this a couple months ago, maybe it's probably like Q4, where we showed through the years That consumers are giving dealers more favorable star ratings. So I think the training that the dealers are doing and the acknowledgement that consumers sometimes are in charge and they are, you know, they have the ability and the desire to tell their story of your dealership, I think that's resonating and Uh I'm very pleased with our industry for responding more. When it comes to what consumers think right now, when we look at the macro trends, Mm -hmm. absolutely the inventory part is becoming sensitive that's yeah, frustrating
0: for us particular. and the customer
1: exactly yeah. particularly the price part right Ooh,
0: yeah don't get me started on how that how
1: do you explain that to consumers that yeah,
0: i'm not favorable against that strategy i'm really not in fact okay. actually i'm in an argument right now with the dealership on the a uh, couple clients actually with that you know they're, they're marking up their inventory five ten fifteen thousand dollars and i'm like because they can right. doesn't necessarily mean we should right you know, and, but it is a hard one for me because the marketing side of me goes, yeah, no. But then, you know, the operation side of the, you know, the, the the dealer principal that I was will goes, well, yeah. you know, uh, but, but, but look, I mean, we're, we're in this for the long haul. Right. You know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And when you start doing things like that, I think you're forgetting the fact that, you know, we sell cars so that we can service them
1: yes. and,
0: you know, congratulations, you sold one car, but what about the next three or four purchases that are going to happen over the course of years?
1: Yes. So. Yeah, so we're starting to see that conversation yeah. tease out exactly as you said, <laughs> where the consumer is feeling maybe a little taken advantage of or yeah. questioning why. So, our advice to dealers is to make sure, you know, authentically when you're talking to a consumer and you sense that, you know, how do you, how do you talk them through the, the scenario and the reality, right? Yep. Um, how do you also, uh, you know, make sure those are the people? If you have an app like ours where you ask them for a review, those are the people you really want to ask for a review because you want to make sure that not only the, the people who love your dealership mm-hmm. gives glowing reviews, but you have the opportunity for people to voice their concerns maybe yes. privately to you, versus leaving and feeling like, well, I wasn't heard, right?
0: Well, and actually, I think that's a really good point. I mean, when I think about you know reputation management and you know it's a process more so than it is a widget. And I find sometimes in our industry that we are so quick to find that quick diet pill. Yeah. Like, can I just hit the proverbial easy button somewhere? Yes. You know, and like the best dealerships out there, I mean, that's one event you've seen over the last 18 to 20 months, that cream is really rising to the top. Mm-hmm. So we've seen who the real yep. operators are in this yep. game and you know, which ones may have just been there because they were there. Um, but, but they have a process in place. Yes. You know, and I find too often we don't do that. What are some of the best processes you've seen put put in place? Yeah,
1: so, and I, am I allowed to mention some of our customers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think of the best process people, the Penske's, right? Uh-huh. They have a lot of stores, but yet they have trained in the process. So they'll have their sales consultants actually use the app at the point of sale, right? Ah, Whether at the front go. of the dealership or the back of the dealership and ask for the review, that's yeah. a stellar process, right? And again, you're inviting somebody in, they feel like this is a, a dealership that wants to hear from me and listen to me. Um, I think, you know, I've long said in the industry, somebody like Danny Hart at Pohonka, you wanna talk about process people, she's fantastic at making sure there's training and there's buy-in across the dealerships. Um, so again, it's the front of the dealership, back of the dealership, letting them know they have the tools, certainly spiffing them and scenting them. You know, we always talk about inspect what you expect, right? Yeah. And you know, this falls into that same category that if you expect to get stellar ratings and you want your best customers to advocate for you. Well, you need to get your the people who work with them involved in in the review process. Yeah, I've
0: actually kind of always thought it was funny that we had to spiff our staff on this. Now, so, like I understand that sometimes that's maybe just a quick operational win, but you know I also know that you do the work, right? right. You're the one that's out there. You know, I was at a, visiting a dealership. It's got a relative, I mean a high a high score as far as the reputation goes, right. and they're not spiffing anybody. When I start reading through all these reviews, I'm telling you. 80% of them name the same lady in every single yeah. one. And I'm just going, hmm, I got a gut feeling about this one. Yeah. Sure enough, I show up to the dealership, I go to talk to her, and she's the only one that's consistently executing it. But she's the one that's reaping the rewards yeah. of that. I mean, I'm like, I love you for that. You're That's awesome, right? Yeah. All the other guys are kind of complaining about what's going on, and she's the one that people are really walking into. Is, is Jill here today? Can <laughs> I talk to Jill? Have you spoken with her? No, I just I want to want to work with her. Spot on.
1: We just saw that on a um, dealership. We were talking to yesterday one of our customers, and we were looking through all their service reviews. And this gentleman named Mike, time after time, time after Mike's time. the guy. Yep. Like he, I've been seeing him for a couple years. He takes care <laughs> of me. It's great. You're exactly right. Those people get acknowledged.
0: They do. They do. So I look. I think it's cool that you have to spend to kind of kick it off. But I actually think that. Look, as as a salesperson or even as a service advisor, that's just my responsibility. I mean, the tools right. that are available to us today to create our own brand and our on our, our own network, right? It, it's so bloody easy. You just got to take the extra three and a
1: half minutes. Yeah, I just probably not everybody's like you though, where they want to be their their personal <laughs> best every day, right? You that's know.
0: Probably true.
1: <laughs> so I think that all bags of tricks are needed in order to get the, uh, so that's the dealership sense. personnel to understand and focus
0: uh, you've seen you've seen some great processes you've seen some bad processes yeah. you've seen dealership struggles with the full buy-in yeah you know let's talk a little bit about the buy-in because yeah. i think that's that's a great topic uh, is, is how what, what have you seen as far as kind of best practices and getting your dealership to buy into you know, reputation management and trends.
1: I think it's the DNA of the dealership. If it's a dealership, this it's like this is how we do business, yeah. and they instill that, and that's you know comes from the general manager and the GSM. And again, this is how we do business and get people excited about. You know, I always use the exa- pretend example of Denise's Dodge. Right? If I hit own Denise's Dodge, it'll all be about how do we do business? How do we want consumers to see us? Now. There are many dealerships that are going through, you know, buy sells or maybe change of management. So you lose that. Yeah. So the back backfall for that strategy is always have that integration into your DMS. So you just let the automated review invitations go out. So you yes. still keep the lifeblood of that feedback coming, right? And so, you know. Well, I like it, the
0: automated ones because it's a great
1: backup.
0: Yeah. But There's just an impact about actually having a conversation around it. Right? Yep. Because it generates an opportunity to identify issues way before they really become an issue. You got
1: that right. One of our customers that we were meeting with today for lunch was telling us how they enjoy the process because they now know what they need to fix before the OEM yeah. survey goes out, right? So she said, you always give me a jump start so that I can make sure I remedy an issue oh, yeah. before you know it's on the survey that You know the OEM looks at so. Well, when I was a dealer principal, I love
0: reading the reviews because it gave me, you know, a pulse. Yeah. It's kind of a pulse on just you know that 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 new process that we created, or the new way that we're now answering the phone, or the new way that we're you know we're transferring calls, or new any of that stuff. Like, is anybody saying anything? You know? Oh crap! We got a review. I was on hold for four and a half minutes. Damn it! What went wrong there?
1: It's interesting, you had asked us about trends When in the OEM and the OEM mandates. We have a couple of our large OEM enterprise customers that now use review data in the dealership review process. When oh, they go through cool. NPS and their survey responses, mm-hmm. they now pull in our data to have a holistic conversation. And it's in the frame of, here are the people that we asked how they felt here are the people that maybe you asked at the dealership or went on and decided on their own accord to leave a review on a yeah. Google or cars or dealer raider or car gurus, right? And so we're now getting that broader picture of you know questions we asked and people we asked and then everybody else. And typically the people who respond the OEM reviews, it's a smaller pool than the everybody else, right? Oh, for so you sure. get a much wider, cast a much wider net about understanding the issues or the opportunities or the things you should really lean into and leverage as mm-hmm. a brand.
0: Well, you know, speaking of, you know, kind of brand and opportunities, I wanted want to only kind of circle back around because we did talk and start talking a little bit about GMBs. Yes. And uh, it, it still blows my mind for being, totally free yes <laughs> and having such a monstrous impact on your business how many just the, the sheer lack of GMB strategies yes. that are out there blow, it doesn't surprise you I mean like you're it not does for this
1: it does it's the new SEO right like, SEO used to be so difficult like you had to understand some coding and you, you had to be you know a little nerdy and technical yep. now Google has made it relatively easy get a listing, give it the right information, get some reviews because Google uses that as content now to understand what searches the dealership should be on, post some pictures, make sure you have a separate Google My Business for your main listing, mostly sales, and you have a service and potentially a parts and or collision if you, you know, those are important businesses to you. And good things happen when you, again, take a very simplistic, I'm gonna have the listings for my different departments. I'm going to make sure I get reviews for the different departments. I'm gonna make sure I have photos for the different departments with that product photos of the different departments. And then Google starts recognizing you and understanding where you belong in in the local space. Yeah, because I mean, we we
0: really do operate three to four different businesses under just underneath, underneath right. one roof, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's nice that uh, Google is finally acknowledging that because for the longest time we couldn't. I mean, I remember at one point, you know, we'd do like we take the address and put an A in front of it or a B in front of it just so we can kind of find a workaround of the system so that mm-hmm. we could have one just for service. And then eventually, the, Google comes out and goes Ah, no, all right, we'll give you guys one. I don't like took you ten years. Um, Funny. <laughs> but but I think. That dealers out there, well, I think actually a lot of them are not even aware that you can have multiple yeah. ones. I think that's one. And then B, I don't think they necessarily even understand the, the importance behind it because you see very little time put into it. I mean, when, when you guys talk about GMBs uh, to, to dealers, I mean, what kind of stats or impact you know, mm-hmm. or strategies are you giving them?
1: Mm-hmm. I, think we, I like to start with, back to your point about the consumer, mm-hmm. that automotive is the second largest category of searches. For the local shopper just behind hotels so and and we're talking about car dealer searches so your point about those separate listings and it took google 10 years they saw the data as it was climbing and how people were using the you know their tools to find their local dealers at a higher clip than other industries and so they started to tailor to us um, so we like to start there and explain to dealers that that's where the consumer is is now. We've, we all talk in this industry about meeting the consumer where they're at. Um, what we like to do is indeed have at least two separate listings, your main sales listing and your service listing. And our data shows that when you separate those two out and you build them two distinct businesses, as you said, they're yeah. they're different businesses. You build them out and pay some attention to them. You show up on more searches and you show up show up on more category searches. Yeah, Google rewards you for putting the time site. into it. Yeah, you got that right.
0: I mean way more than I mean like, we still talk about SEO today and the game hasn't changed too much. It's a building and they will come scenario. Yeah. But I mean with with Google my business, it, it's not we're not talking months. Right. Like, you can literally see differences in days. Yes. You know, from, from posting and posting on a regular basis and how well you're gonna rank
1: got that right we actually had a couple case studies we were featuring here today where we showed back in April we weren't working with this customer they signed up signed on look at May June July they got you know a few dozen reviews we put up up to 100 pictures they put up specific products for service and lo and behold people are reviewing them and rating them for their oil change their tires Google's picking that up as snippets and content. They're featuring it on their Google My Business. They're presenting them when somebody searches in that market Mm -hmm. for a Kia oil change, whereas before, you couldn't be found because you weren't telling Google. And again, first time in the history of local search for automotive, we can tell Google in plain language, I do oil changes, (laughs) I have transmission repair service, right? You just tell Google without a lot of coding and good things happen.
0: It does for sure. Now, um, as far as let's talk a little bit about parts. Yes. Because uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the parts department. You know, and I'll okay. buckle into parts, and accessories. I mean, okay. Uh, when I was a dealer, I, 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 there were a lot of times I made more money on the sales of parts and accessories than I mm-hmm. did on the actual vehicle itself. Mm-hmm. And there, there are just so many opportunities specifically with GMPs and yes. organic space that we just scratched the surface on. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: I know you guys have talked about some of this in the past. Yes. What are some of your guys' approach or strategies when it comes to the parts side of the business?
1: Yes. So if you have a strong parts department and mm-hmm. um, you want to break it out, we would absolutely say that's a, a great strategy if that's a good you know, money maker for you. What we see is when you break it out and you do the same discipline practice of I've Photos of parts, right? You're not reusing the assets you have for your other listings. It's fresh, all about parts. You have photos of your parts. You have a product carousel that show your most popular parts. You have a deep link directly to the parts section of your website. Don't send them to your homepage and get people lost. You directly send them to that, that part of your website. If you have a unique phone number for the parts department, you feature that and you build that up, what we see is not only are the people who normally buy from you surprised and delighted because you've made it so easy for them to find you and taking the friction out of going through the front of the, the dealership, maybe getting hung up on landing in somebody's voicemail. You're giving them that direct channel to you, the parts department. I don't wanna talk to sales. I already bought my car. I'm I'm all about parts in my mindset now. So again, meeting that consumer where their mindset is. And then what we see is not only are you peering on more searches, but our customers tell us they're getting more customers out of their primary marketing area. So all of a sudden you become an e-commerce parts department, right? Mm -hmm. You move beyond just my primary marketing area and into people in other areas.
0: Well, and I mean, I have some dealerships right now that have gone through this part uh, through this process and you know just by simple phone tracking and yes. just looking at just over the cell counter sales I mean we've yes. seen 20 30 40% increase in just over the counter sales and we're not talking about That's a great. whole h- heck of a lot of time but you know I I hate when dealerships will use that excuse of like oh I don't have the time mm-hmm. you know it's like well so the dealerships that may be out there watching listing right now, can you kind of give them maybe kind of some insight of really what investment we're talking about yes. as far as time goes?
1: Three hours. You can set up a GMB <laughs> in three hours, and that's I usually start a lot of my discussions with the dealer about that. Like you, you can find three hours this month to set it up. Now the long, the, the difficult part comes when you you're working with Google and getting them to you know verify your yeah. listing and nest it. Like that is the difficult part. But for you as a dealer you know, setting it up, getting your, the right pictures, getting the right descriptions, and making sure the links all go to the right department. Three hours, Yep. right? That's it. That's it. It really and is that you can literally simple. see
0: 20, 30, 40% increases in over-the-counter sales, yep. just because you've, you've, you're telling Google that you are in this business, yep. you do do this stuff, all right, and if someone's actually looking for it, yep. you're an option, you know?
1: One of the other things that we really like about dealers who set up different departments on the GMB side is when you as a dealer start putting content out there and securing reviews specific for that department, Mm -hmm. consumers start to lean in more. I showed this example of uh, the Sarah Collision Center in Brighton, Michigan. They have a separate Google My Business listing for collision and they have some of their consumers actually upload pictures, right? Like, here was my yeah, car before, before and afters, look how great I it looks. It. Those the look best. Right? And there was one woman who uploaded a review and she actually took a picture of how to get to the dealership and drew on the, the picture, a red arrow, because like most collision centers, it's in an industrial park, hard to find. Yep. So here she is helping the dealer out to help its customers <laughs> find them better, right? So again, once you start opening the conversation, most people are good hearted, have good intentions, and wanna help you as a business.
0: And, and collision is, is literally the best. Because who doesn't take a picture of the before?
1: Right. And who
0: loves taking pictures of the after? Can you believe it looked right. like this, and this is now what it looks like? Right. It is, it, it is it, 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 you know what, And things we're talking about, we're not talking about a, a monster investment in, in money or in time but enough time where you need to put the process in place so it is consistently executed all the time. You're
1: right. And if you can't do it, there are plenty of agencies mm-hmm. that can help you. We're a software company that helps dealers in this you know, constantly because it is, the review piece of it is such a critical component. Oh, yeah. And again, that's Google is reading those reviews to determine what searches you should belong on. So we definitely are a partner and we partner with other agencies and we'll even train a dealership if they want to do it. Just, it's not that expensive. And you mentioned before, the value you get from it.
0: The value you get from the huge <laughs> Well, you know what, Denise, we, we've covered some really great topics. We're, we're getting towards the talent of of the podcast. and. Okay. But for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, and maybe would, would like to connect with you, learn a okay. little bit more about the company, sure. or even continue to just have some, some of the conversation yes. around the talking points that we've discussed today, what is what is the best way to connect with you?
1: Sure. Feel free to email me, denise at friendemic.com. It's awesome. Easy. Thanks, Denise. Yes. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. This I really appreciate fun. it. This is a great way to spend an <laughs> it afternoon. It is, right? It's fun.